0: And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. It's July 26th. I've made it until July 26th. Been enjoying baseball. NBA free agency was really fun. Talking about the Bucks, Talking about Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Kyrie, Katie, everybody. It was huge free agency. Brewers have been interesting and engaging. Right, I've made it this far. I woke up this morning. I need football back. I want football back. And I hadn't even thought about it. Thought really hadn't even crossed my mind, honestly, until today. Because I'm somebody who loves basketball. I like the Brewers. I can go a couple of months without football, right? Today... Started to feel that itch again. July 26th. Mark it down. I actually think that's pretty impressive that I made it until today. I was I was making breakfast, and I'm like, damn, do I miss football. God, I can't wait. Just kind of out of nowhere. Made it until July 26th. I don't know what did it. Maybe it's talking about Packers training camp. Uh, I, I was just chilling at home today watching a lot of uh, sports talk and obviously a lot of NFL talk with players holding out of training camp, trying to get new contracts. like It, it was just around, right? M- maybe that's what got it. I don't know. Maybe it's just something about a Friday or, or July 26th. I want football back. And it hit me today in a, in a really, really big way. So I'm excited. We're going to talk Packers training camp today. We're also going to talk Brewers Cubs uh, at about 5.30. We're going to spend the back half of the show talking Brewers Cubs because it is going to be the biggest series so far of the 2019 regular season. Brewers Cubs Miller Park this weekend and they're at a point right now the Brewers two games back in the division Cubs playing well Cardinals playing well Brewers got a lot of players injured they're kind of down on their luck a couple of losses this weekend is really really going to put them behind the eight ball they can't really afford to have a bad weekend so this series means everything and we'll talk about that coming up at 5 30 but I want to talk football I want football football football. Packers training camp day two of practices today after it got rolling yesterday and and. It still, you know, go on Twitter, see the hang times of punts, see that Aaron Rodgers put one in the net from 37 yards, good hang time, good rotation on the ball. Like, you, you can just, you can bathe in all the information from training camp, right? If you want to go dig for it, go for it. Because there's 20, 30 members of the Packers beat all standing on the sideline with their phones just tweeting. Got their stopwatches, got their binoculars, got everything, man. I mean, they are they are pumping out Packers info. and And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I want football back. 608-796-2558 is the five-star telecom talking text line. You can join me there if you want to talk Packers, talk Brewers coming up in about 20 minutes as well. I'd love to have you. You can also tweet at me at KeystrokerGrant or at the station at WKTY. You know what? Let's, let's do this. It's Friday night. Maybe you're, you're you're planning on going out tonight. Maybe you're going downtown lacrosse. Or I I know there's a oh, I I feel horrible for not knowing. It's not... Beer, wine, and cheese fest, but is it craft beer fest going on right now? E- either way, it's Friday night. I'm sure you're looking to go out and do something. And if you're like me, I'm feeling like, oh man, I'm tired. It's been a long work week. Went out with some friends last night. I need some energy. I need, I need to get pumped up a little bit here. Allow me to do you a favor and just supercharge your Friday night. Okay. This is going to be like cocaine coming through your car speakers or your phone speaker. If you're listening to us on the app, however you're listening, buckle up. This is, this is going to get you going. Okay imagine, and I was doing this earlier today when thinking about football, imagine waking up on a Saturday morning about a month and a half from now. Oh, you wake up, a little stretch, no alarm, no work, it's Saturday. Unless you have kids, then that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer. But I'm, I'm talking to people, wake up, have a nice, relaxing morning, ah, stretch. Maybe it's about 7.30, sun's just starting to come up. It's a nice fall Saturday. Little bit of a breeze, not too much, just a little bit. Not enough to be annoying or to blow uh, to blow your drink over outside. Just enough. Nice fall breeze. High for the day is like 60 degrees tops. Nice cool day. You can wear a sweatshirt outside without feeling warm, right? Ball cap. Maybe you're going to go out in the morning, 830. Mow the lawn real quick. Get all your chores done for the day, right? Yeah, let's go out, mow the lawn. You know, rake some leaves. Not too many leaves. It's not too late. We're only about a month and a half out here right now. Uh, come back inside. Have a nice cold glass of lemonade. Maybe a beer. And just and just become one with your couch for the rest of Saturday starting at eleven AM. Watching Big Ten football, primetime SEC game in the afternoon, or maybe a, a Big Ten, uh Big Ten matchup like Oklahoma, Ohio State in the afternoon. <clears throat> can wash uh, wash down the Badgers and the Boilermakers with some Ohio State, Oklahoma. Oh, and then at night, what do we got? Oh, we got a big, big SEC matchup. LSU Bama. Oh, heck yeah, tune that in. And then at night we can watch Oregon play Oregon State. We don't have to stop watching football till 1 in the morning. Imagine that. That's going to be our Saturdays pretty soon. And then, of course, waking up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe you do it up a little bit bigger on, on Sunday. You know, have a nice brunch. You make some eggs. Make some toast. Maybe some sausage patties, right? Maybe maybe you go even harder. You make French toast. You make pancakes. Whatever. Have a nice breakfast on Sunday. Maybe you go to church, right? Maybe you go out for breakfast. Whatever your Sunday routine is. You come back by 11. Obviously, you throw on Fox. And you watch Terry, Howie, Michael, and Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm just talking about it. That's hitting the spot. Mm-hmm. Wait until that noon kickoff, and then you're on the couch. Fantasy football. Scrolling on your phone. Hopping game to game to game. Obviously watching the Packers. Sunday night football. No better way to wrap up the weekend. And then you wake up on Monday to go to work. It's okay. We got football on tonight. And then Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, we just got to get until Thursday. Thursday night football. Something to get us through the work week. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I it didn't. The craving. Didn't hit me until today. Does that not sound... That sounds perfect, doesn't it? I, I don't know what else you could ask for. I, that was a nice bit of imagery uh, by me. Almost like a little bit of a guided meditation. Hopefully, if you're driving, you didn't you didn't tune out. You didn't get in your feelings too much and drive right off the road. Would have been easy thinking about football like that, man. And I think one of the reasons that I am thinking about football so much today and it, it kind of hit me is we have been paying attention to training camp, but there were also a couple bits of Packers news Uh, That came down the line today. Now yesterday, uh, funny enough, and uh, for the last couple of days, yesterday wasn't the first time I touched on it, but talking about how, man, nobody's talking about the Packer running backs. I don't like how shallow that position group is. I like Aaron Jones. I like Jamal Williams, and, and we'll see what Dexter Williams, their draft pick, does as well. But one of those guys gets hurt, and you are thin, thin, thin. And Aaron Jones has had a history of missing games here and there, right? I would love to see them add. Well, today... Uh, they did exactly that. They added Corey Grant. Now that name is just about as generic as can be. So I'm sure you've watched him play uh, and not even thought twice about it. He's a five-year pro. uh, And I was reminded while doing some reading and and, and doing some catching up on on Corey Grant that he was actually on the Jaguars two years ago uh, and was a part of that Jaguars team that made the AFC Championship game. And in that game, uh, he caught a couple of big passes. He had a 20-yard catch, a 24-yard catch, and a 15-yard catch uh, and, and was a big part of that Jaguars team where they actually, they should have went, the, went to the Super Bowl. They had a lead in Foxborough in the AFC Championship game. Almost made the almost made the Super Bowl and he was kind of a part of that backfield. And, and I think just reading early on the little details that we've known so far if he makes this team, he's going to fit in well with what we've heard so far about Lafleur. right? He catches passes. Matt Lafleur said, we want to get the running backs more involved. We want to split them out. We want to get them the ball through the screen. We want to do this and that want to involve the running backs in the passing game more. And maybe Corey Grant can be that guy, that third down back, that third string back. Now I think the battle is for that third string running back. Because you know Aaron Jones is going to be your one. You figure, unless something crazy goes down in training camp, Jamal Williams is going to be your two. Well, who's number three? I'm not saying that I don't like Dexter Williams. He hasn't played a snap of NFL football right now. It's hard to turn down a five-year pro. To be your third string running back. I feel like a lot of the times the backup running backs for the Packers have been draft picks, rookies, second year players. It's nice to get older as you go to the bench, right? A more experienced player deeper down in the bench. I really like that both in basketball and in football. And that could be a nice bit of depth for this team. A nice, uh, a nice break from the norm that's normally been oh, we got a rookie backup. So if our number one running back gets hurt, man, we're thin, right? Maybe won't be the case this year. I really like to see that signing. Mike Daniels also signed today. Uh, he signed with the Lions, and he's going to get 7.8 million guaranteed, which is a little bit less than what the Packers were going to owe him at 8.1. So I, I guess yeah, he's going to get a contract that's basically equal. I'm not. I'm surprised that that a team didn't trade for him. He had a lot of interest, and he's basically. It's not like he's signing for a veteran minimum or a really small deal, a team friendly deal. No, he's making the same money that he would have made with the Packers. I just don't understand why the Lions didn't go out and trade for him. Now, I, I guess I kind of understand the Lions, if I'm reading this correctly, had a bunch of cap space that they hadn't used in free agency. Yeah, $23 million in cap space at the start of today. So about $8 million of that is going to go to Mike Daniels, and they're still going to have flexibility. So if you look at it that way, it makes a lot of sense for them to not trade for Mike Daniels because they're going to pay him anyways, and now they can keep their draft uh, picks. They could take keep whatever the Packers were going to be asking in return uh, to trade away Mike Daniels. I guess it makes sense. So those are your two little bits of Packers news today outside of training camp. They added one, uh, and a former Packer gets signed with Detroit, so he's going to stay in the NFC North. I want to continue talking about the Packers, specifically about the Packers' defense. I, I, I was thinking about this this morning. I, I kind of have a theory. I kind of have an idea of what's going to happen this year with the Packers' defense. Now, if you've listened to the show even once in the last two weeks, you'll know that I'm really, really high. On the Packers' defense for this upcoming season, I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be better than the offense. And earlier today, I was watching some sports talk. I think it was Colin Cowherd's show. And I thought, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get that. Wait, that's going to happen with the Packers. Let's talk about that. Coming up next, the Wisco Sports Show, presented by Played Against Sports here on WKTY. Mike will definitely be missed, and uh, wish him well and hope we don't have to play against him. (laughs) Well, Aaron Rodgers not going to get that wish. That didn't really end well. Mike Daniels signing with the Lions uh, earlier today. If you're just tuning in, going to get about the same amount of money he would have gotten with the Packers. I like he had to take a huge pay cut, a lot of interest for Mike Daniels. So I'm a little bit surprised they couldn't make a trade happen. Packers training camp obviously underway. This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. Happy Friday. My, my mood is just better on Fridays, right? We got a big weekend series with the Cubs that's, that is looming large in my mind. We'll talk about that coming up in 15 minutes they tweaked the lineup including a new player at a new position talk about that in a few minutes right now I want to continue talking about the Packers I I had a very uneventful day today I woke up I'm not not gonna say what time Watched some Game of Thrones not gonna say how many episodes right and then I just kind of I got the day started grabbed the laptop and started prepping for the show a little bit not gonna say it what time that was uh I watched a lot of sports today uh, on the couch, and I watched a good chunk of Colin Cowherd's show. Just kind of his background noise. I found this beautiful middle ground today where I found the perfect volume on the TV uh, for the herd where I could hear it if I wanted and didn't have to strain, but if I wanted to tune out and, and type and work on something or just like tip over and take a nap, it was it was the perfect volume. I definitely recommend it. It's like napping through a tennis tournament or a golf tournament a golf tournament. Like you're, you're awake for most of it, but it's not so pressing and not so loud that you can't, you know, fall asleep for a couple of minutes. It was a perfect afternoon. And they're talking a lot about the Dallas Cowboys, which is what got my mind working. I, I think, and this is had this thought. Well, while watching the herd today, I think in life, this happens a lot where we have something we love and we think it's amazing. We think it's the best thing in the world and nothing could ever top it. And then something else comes along and, and you kind of look back and you're like, man, why did I ever think that, that that was so great? Why did I why was I in love with that? Right. I mean, you can think of millions of examples. Right now in my life, I talk about ice cream way too much, but I, I love buying the Ben and Jerry's pints, right? And I used to be on the train where the only kind I would ever buy uh was the the Jimmy Fallon flavor, the tonight dough, which had like Oreos and cookie dough and just a bunch of stuff. It was very chunky ice cream, right? And I all through last school year, all through the spring, I was just on the tonight dough train. Like I was pounding that Ben and Jerry's flavor, right? And then one day I thought, all right, let's branch out a little bit. It's summertime, it's hot out. I'm gonna grab the strawberry cheesecake and I haven't looked back since. And every time I go into where I buy my ice cream and I look at the shelf, the Tonight Dough and Jimmy Fallon's face, it just, I just brush it right off. Doesn't mean anything to me anymore because I have my new flavor, right? I think it's very true about the Bucks. We talked about this, right? Think two, three years ago when Greg Monroe got onto the Bucks. We're like, man, this guy's the answer man, he's so awesome, or, or or, think, there are plenty of players, Rashad Vaughn, Jabari Parker, right? And then in 2018, balling with Brooke Lopez, Malcolm Brogdon, Giannis Pat Connaughton on the bench, right, George Hill, and we're thinking, man, Greg Monroe, how did we ever think he was that good? In fact, he just signed to play overseas in Bayern Munich, which I didn't even know they had basketball there, that sounds like a soccer team name, right? Didn't even cross my mind. Don't even think about Greg Monroe anymore, right? This happens all the time, and while watching Colin Cowherd today, he was talking a lot about the Cowboys, right? Ezekiel Elliott is holding out, and they're talking a lot, well, should they pay Dak? Should they pay Zeke? Should they pay Amari Cooper? Well, they got a lot of young talent on the defense they're going to have to pay before too long, too. And I'm looking at these high-level players on the Cowboys, right? These young players on the defensive side of the ball. Very exciting, very good defense. Players at corner, linebacker, edge rusher, everywhere. Ballers on this defense. And I thought back to a couple of years ago and I really remember it because this is when Skip Bayless was at ESPN and I used to watch First Take once in a while with Stephen A. Smith and talk about, man, if Sean Lee could only be healthy, if this Cowboys defense could only get a healthy Sean Lee, Sean Lee, Sean Lee, best defender in the league, best linebacker in the league, if they could only get Sean Lee healthy, man, this defense would be great. You know who, n- nobody talks about Sean Lee anymore. Why? Because they have Jalen Smith. They have Byron Jones. They just signed Demarcus Lawrence. They have Leighton Vander Ash. They have a lot of up-and-coming talent on the defense. And nobody talks about Sean Lee anymore. Nobody. Because the fans, football fans, have moved on to bigger and better things. This happens all the time. Happened in my ice cream eating career. <laughs> Happened with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's happening right now with the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm looking at this Packers defense and thinking, Could 2019 be be the season where we go through a similar experience with the Green Bay Packers defense? Let me explain, right? We've been talking about how this Packers defense is at a crossroads, right? Where it's kind of a changing of the guard. The old players are on their way out. They let Nick Perry and Clay Matthews walk. They cut Mike Daniels. And now we're moving on. I, I mean, think back to two years ago when we were high on players like Mike Daniels and Morgan Burnett and Nick Perry and Clay Matthews, if only these guys get get healthy, this Packers defense could be great, right? I think Mike Daniels and, and Morgan Burnett and Nick Perry are are the Sean Lee to the Cowboys. They're the Greg Monroe to the Bucks. They're the Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Dough flavor of Ben and Jerry's in my ice cream eating career. Used to Used to think so highly of them, and then we found something bigger, found something better. It's like, Why did we ever, why were we ever high on Nick Perry? Why did we ever think Morgan Burnett was that valuable? Especially in the Packers secondary because I think Jair Alexander's gonna be a baller. I think Kevin King, if he stays healthy, can be really, really, really good. And this defense can be really good. There's pass rushing uh, up front. They brought in free agents, the linebacking core with Oren Burks and Blake Martinez, I think can be pretty good. And I love, especially at safety because we used to be high on Morgan Burnett and HaHa Clinton Dix. And I think they're going to upgrade big time in Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. And I think this season is going to be the season where we say, wow, how did we ever get excited about Nick Perry? How did we ever get excited about the pass rushing duo of Clay Matthews and Nick Perry? I think we're going to be saying, wow, were we dumb two years ago? Much like I'm saying, wow, I was dumb when I go into a gas station to buy ice cream and I see Jimmy Fallon's face on a, on a carton of Ben and Jerry's. I'm like, that used to be my flavor. What was I thinking? I think we're going to go through the same thing with the Packers defense. Specifically, they're secondary, but I think the unit as a whole is going to be really good too. 608-796-2558 is the five-star telecom talking text line, and you can jump in. Uh, caller, I kept you waiting there for a minute. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. <phone rings> Had him wait too long. We need a call screener in here. We need a producer. Call back if you, uh, you want to share your thoughts. I think we're going to go through a situation with the Packers where we're going to forget about the old guard really quickly. I think we're going to forget about Mike Daniels really quickly. I mean, I've already forgotten about Nick Perry. Is he even on a team? Another reason we need a producer in this studio so we can check stuff like that out on air. I'll check it over the commercial break. I don't even know if Nick Perry's on a team. Clay Matthews is obviously on the Rams and, and Morgan Burnett, I believe, is on the Steelers. Maybe he's not on a team either. I think when the 2019-2020 season starts, we're going to be watching Kevin King and Jair Alexander and, 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 and the new duo of outside pass rushers they brought in in free agency. And Blake Martinez is going to be flying around and they're going to be disguising things and having lots of motion. And we're going to forget about those old defensive players really quick. Really, really quick. I'm going to think, what, what, what were we thinking? Nick Perry's the answer. We got to sign Nick Perry. What, what? Man, Clay Matthews hit. Well, the numbers don't show it, but he's actually having a great season. No, enough of that. I'm done with that. Just like I'm done with the Bucks and focusing on guys like Greg Monroe and Rashad Vaughn and Jabari Parker and DeAndre Liggins. The list goes on and on and on and on. Do we talk about any of those players? No. No. In fact, Greg Monroe is playing in Germany. You get over old players really quickly when you're presented with something better. I mean, it's like... Get over a girlfriend, you find a hotter girlfriend, right? Ladies, you dump that guy because he's a jerk. You go out with a better guy, you forget about him instantly, right? It, it's the same thing. And I'm that high on this Packers defense. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be more, a more impressive unit, a more effective unit than the Packers offense, especially at first. And I think they just got ballers. I think the secondary is is going to be incredible, Kevin King and Jai Alexander are going to be your starters outside. And then for your third corner, your inside or your slot corner, your nickel corner, you're choosing between Josh Jackson, who we all know has got a ton of talent, Tremont Williams, who's been around forever, and you like his experience. Well, I, I really like Tony Brown from Alabama. I think he could be interesting. They have really good options in that secondary, and they can absorb an injury or two, which I think is always the mark of a really, really talented, really deep, really good unit that's ready for the regular season is, can we absorb an injury here and there? That's really, really important to me. And I think the back end of that Packers defense can. I felt better about the defensive line being able to absorb an injury two days ago before they cut Mike Daniels. But Tyler Lancaster was impressive last year. And and Dean Lowry has improved uh, every season. He's been a part of this team. So not thin, but not as deep as they were days ago. I'm really, really high on this Packers defense, and I think we're going to be forgetting all about the defenses from, let's say, 2015 to 2018. I mean, I can't wait to see what Mike Penton does. I'm really excited to watch this Packers defense. I wish I could say the same about this Brewers-Cubs series. I'm almost dreading it more than I'm looking forward to it, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to have us engaged And anytime baseball can have you locked to the TV, you know something's going right. It's going to be a very entertaining series, very meaningful series. We'll talk about it next. And if you call me on the five-star telecom talking text line at 608-796-2558 to talk Brewers, I promise I will not make you wait. I'll get you on as soon as possible. (laughs) That's on the way next. We'll talk Brewers-Cubs on the Wisco Sports Show. You're listening to WKTY. This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY 96.7 FM and 580 AM. My name is Grant Bill, so you can always stream on our mobile app and on our website, WKTYsports.com as well. Lots of ways to listen. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. I'm actually not that excited about this Brewers-Cubs series. I hate it when the Brewers and Cubs play each other. More on that in about 15 minutes. I, I, I can't stand when these two teams get together. We'll talk about that soon enough. The big Brewer news today outside of the upcoming game tonight, is Travis Shaw is back. Yoli seen to the injured list, and he's being replaced at least for now by Travis Shaw because there's a spot now in 10 days or 20. I don't know how long he's going to be on the list, but when Yoli seen is ready to come back, I would imagine somebody's going to have to go back down. Maybe it is Yoli Shasin, but, I mean, Travis Shaw would seem like a logical option, right? Maybe this is only a temporary stint. We'll have to see. But Travis Shaw is back up, and he's in the lineup tonight. And, and you might be thinking, if you haven't seen the lineup card yet, you might be thinking, well, you're not sitting Keston Hira down, and you better not be keeping Mike Moustakis out of the lineup. So where's he playing? Well, he's playing at first base. If you would have had first base, uh, you would have been correct. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. We'll talk about it. 608 796 2558, the five star telecom talking text line. You can join me there also at Keystroker Grant and at WKTY on Twitter. I, I, I This makes sense. Putting Travis Shaw at first base makes sense. Now, there's some other parts of tonight's lineup that don't really make sense to me, so we'll, we'll kind of dig into that. I hate the the let's move this player to first discussion, right? Because every offseason, it seems we're talking about moving a different player to first base, whether it's Ryan Braun or Casey McGee or Yasmani Grandal. There's always somebody who somebody wants to move to first base. And it's always presented like it's the solution to all the problems, right? And that's why I joke about it on Twitter sometimes. Well, the Brewers need pitching help. You know, what should they do at this year's deadline? And I was joking, like, to say, let's move Braun to first base. Because there's, there's always some guy, somebody who thinks that moving a player to first base is going to solve every problem on this Brewers team. And it's every year. It's routine. Moving Travis Shaw to first base actually... Ma- makes a lot of sense uh I actually really like it now when Yoli seen comes back they're gonna have a decision to make because I mean you can't have three guys you can't have three first basemen you just can't and I know Eric Thames is in left or in right field tonight I, I would rather have that not be the case I, I hate the thought of of uh, uh Eric Thames starting in the outfield as a part of this Cubs series. So when Yoli comes back, you're going to have to make a decision whether you send Travis Shaw back down, whether you send Shasin down. I don't know what his options are like. Somebody's going to have to go back down. For now, they're in good shape, and putting Travis Shaw at first base makes a lot of sense. I don't know where you go m- moving after Yoli Shasin's injury, but we can worry about that when the day comes. I don't like the move to first discussion. I've never liked it, because I always think it's a, it's a cop-out, because really what the Brewers need to do is go get more talented pitchers, go get more talented players, not move a player you already have to a, a different position. I don't think that's ever the solution. I like this one. It seems to create other problems as well. Firstly, with Jesus Sagular, I don't know what they're doing with Jesus Sagular. Is he a pinch hitter now? Is that what he is? Because all the first half, they're trying to get him going, trying to get him going, and they're they're just losing at bats. They're giving away outs, trying to get Jesus Sagular going. And then when he does get it going, it feels like they didn't react and respond accordingly by giving him more playing time. They just kept here and there giving him a start. All right, maybe tonight Jesus Sagular will get it. Like it, he only gets a, a, a handful of at bats every couple of days. Like I, I don't know what they're doing with Jesus Sagular. What's the end goal? Like the, the goal for the first half of the year was to get him going, was to get him back to the hitter he was last year. And for the most part, he's gotten close. The power numbers haven't been there, but he's making better contact. He's putting the ball in play. He's not striking out, which is something that was such a huge part of his success last year. He didn't strike out, right? He had a ton of two strike home runs. What's the plan with him now? Because you've got him to a certain level. If you're not going to play him, trade him. Unless you're just going to use him as a bat off the bench, which to me seems like a huge waste. The whole goal of the summer up until the All-Star break or around the All-Star break was to get him going. You got him going, and you're still babying him. You're still not playing him. If you want him to be your everyday first baseman, just make him your everyday first baseman. Because I feel like you've worked and you've poured in all this this struggle in getting him back to a level of competence. I think he's there now. Well, no, Eric Thames is, is going to start at first. Well, Travis Shaw is going to start at first Instead, what's the goal with Jesus Sagler? What are you going to do with him? That's my next question. And also, do the Brewers like Ben Gamble or not? That's a serious question. Do they, do they like Ben Gamble or not? Because in the offseason, I thought they traded away a player in Domingo Santana. They didn't have to trade away. They made it sound like they had no choice. Well, I don't know where where's he gonna get at bats. Who cares? That's not the that's not your worry. You're not his agent. Where is it bad? Where is he gonna get at bats? I don't care. Use him as a bat off the bench, just like you did in the postseason. He was great at it. He was great. He's the best pinch hitter since um uh oh oh uh he played for the Brewers probably five or six years ago. Was it Joe Inglet? Or am I thinking of, of the Japanese player? Something else I'm gonna have to Google over a, over a commercial break. That was the last good pinch hitter the Brewers had. I can see his face. I can see his... Norichka Aoki. That's who I'm thinking of. Joe Inglet and Norichika Aoki. There we go. I, I somehow pulled that out of my brain. I couldn't think of a Game of Thrones character the other day on air either. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. This is... The, Domingo Santana was the first... Good routine pinch pinch hitter the Brewers have had in years. And they're like, well, we can't get him consistent at bats. We got we to gotta trade him away. Okay, so so you trade him away for Ben Gamble, who you really like. We're like, oh no, we love Ben Gamble. A left-handed bat in the outfield. He's going to be such a, a God, we, we're so excited to have him on the team. And then I look at the lineup tonight, and you got Eric Thames starting in right field. What? And I understand if it was a righty-lefty thing, but Thames and Gamble are both left-handed hitters. I guess it just really doesn't make all that much sense to me. Do you like Ben Gamble or not? That's what it comes down to. Because the trade in the offseason would say that they love Ben Gamble and that are high on him. And it makes sense because Braun's got to miss, what, one game out of every three or four just because of his, his physical condition. You know, you don't want to bang him up. You want to save him for later in the season, and I get that. But... Do you like Ben Gamble or not? Because starting Eric Thames in right field is one of my biggest pet peeves about Craig Council and about this Bruce team. I hate him. I think he's a—he's worse than a liability out there. He's like a high school player out there sometimes. So do you like Ben Gamble or not? Because you went and traded for him when you really didn't have to. You made him a part of that outfield where he makes so much sense and now you're playing a first baseman in right field. I, I don't know. I looked at the lineup card tonight and we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes when we really start to preview these weekend's games. I looked at the lineup card and I'm like, okay, Travis Shaw at first base makes sense, but... Just put Ben Gamble in right field and be done with it. Why Why tinker to the point of putting Eric Thames and, and play him out of position? I guess I don't really get it. 608-796-2558, the five-star telecom talking text line. Scott says, Nick Perry is unsigned right now. Yes, Scott, I did look that up. Nick Perry hasn't signed with a team. Morgan Burnett is in Cleveland, and I didn't know that. So I, I thought maybe both of those guys uh, were unsigned, were free agents, but at least Morgan Burnett's on a team. Scott also says, Shaw's getting some at-bats in the majors again to show he can still hit to establish anything for trade value. He'll be traded by the end of the weekend if he can do anything at the plate tonight and tomorrow. Scott, that's an interesting way to look at it. I Look, if you can get Travis Shaw hot, I might look at trading Mustakas instead because Mustakas is the one on the one-year deal. Mustakas is the player who doesn't have the flexibility to go up and down like Shaw has this year. Either way, they're going to have an extra player at that position, and I think it is really real- realistic to think that either... Travis Shaw or or Mike Moustakis could be on that trade block. I a very very common very common take that I've seen on social media and that I've heard with callers on sports programs. If the Brewers flunk out this weekend, immediately start to look to trade Grandal and Moose. And I know that's really heavy-handed and I know I've said the same thing. It's 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 becoming a very mainstream take now because I think it's a good one. I think if the Brewers you know what in their in their p- Pants this weekend and get swept or lose two and look really bad. I think Monday morning I'm looking to shop Mustakis, trading away Grandal. That's a huge step back, right? If Travis Shaw shows this weekend that he can hit again, as as our texter Scott said, you feel a little bit comfortable knowing that you have Travis Shaw. You're trading away from a position of strength if you deal Mustakis. If you trade away Yasmani Grandal, however, both on one year deals, so the contracts line up similarly. If you trade away Yasmani Grandal, you're dealing with Manny Pena and Jacob Nottingham. That's a huge drop-off. Mike Moustakas to Travis Shaw, if Travis Shaw is playing at 80% of what he normally is, is not a huge drop-off. You can deal with that. And you also have Saladino. You also have Keston here. Like, you have middle infielders. Orlando RC of course, as well. You have middle infielders. It's becoming very popular to say, okay... Moose and Grondahl look to trade him if this weekend goes poorly. And I'm and I'm not out on that take. I still agree with that. I don't think you want to take away this baseball club's ability to get hot. Right? Because there is always the chance that what happens last year happens again. And they put it together at the right time. And they get some strokes of luck. And they just get after it. And they get hot. And, and they either get a wild card or they get, get the division. I don't want to take away their ability to do that. And I think trading both Moose and Grondahl really hurts your chances. I think you can trade away Moose... Without dropping off too much, it's obviously a huge back gone for your lineup, but you have options past him. You don't really have a great option after Yasmani Grandal. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to trade Grandal because I don't want to complete, I I don't want to strip this team down to the point where they don't even have a chance to get hot, right? And if you trade away Grandal and Manny Pini is your everyday catcher, that's a big step back. Big, big, big step back. And I'm not convinced this trade deadline is going to be popping anyways. I mean, just not a lot has happened yet. And everybody's hot right now, everybody's playing really, really well. So even the teams that were convinced that they were going to be hard sellers at the All-Star break have now rattled off a bunch of wins. The San Francisco Giants are the best example, and they're saying, well, maybe we just want to ride this out, see where it goes. I just don't think we're going to see that many big-name players. I think it's going to be a relatively quiet trade deadline. As I talked about yesterday uh, with Ryan Giannone from CBS, from News 8 in town, you can find uh, all that conversation at wktysports.com. Just click on the podcast tab. Final segment for the week coming up. I want to talk Brewers-Cubs, obviously. Uh, I'll give you the lineups for tonight. We'll talk about the weekend as a whole. We'll talk about this rivalry as a whole and how I actually, I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't enjoy when these two teams play together. And it's been a nice stretch of summer to not have to worry about a Cubs-Brewers series. We'll talk about that. And now that we know Nick Perry is not on a team and, and Morgan Burnett is, we can we can rest Uh, we can rest and we can relax. Thank you, Scott, for for letting us know. 608-796-2558. You want to get some final words in on Brewers Cubs. Before we say goodbye for the weekend, give me a call, give me a text. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. You're listening to WKTY. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for hanging out. I am so ready for this weekend, but I'm so not ready for Brewers-Cubs. I'll explain what I mean uh, in a moment. 608-796-2558. Join me on the five-star telecom talk and text line if you'd like. We got something good to bring to the table. Brewers and Cubs starting a three-game set tonight. 710 first pitch. Here on WKTY and yesterday uh, we had a friend join us in the studio Ryan Giannone from News 8 who's joined us a couple of times uh, to talk Chicago sports to talk events that he has covered uh, obviously for CBS talked a little bit about this upcoming series and if you haven't heard any of that conversation go check it out WKTY sports.com just click on the podcast tab he brought some really good stuff to the table and it's always helpful as I told Ryan yesterday it's always helpful to bring in an outside perspective, because this is the Wisco Sports Show. We are Wisconsin sports fans, and and, and those are the glasses we look through when watching sports. So sometimes it's good to, to bring an outside perspective. You might see something that you normally would have missed out on, or maybe Ryan saw something in this Brewers team that I hadn't noticed because I'm watching as a fan and not as an outsider. Go check out that conversation uh, for some really good stuff about this weekend's upcoming series. I'm not ready for this series. I'm not excited for this series. Brewers Cubs. It 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 always feels like it feels like I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled out. Now, maybe I should tell you a little bit about my personality. I, I'm a worrier. I stress out about the, the smallest things, and I let them ruin uh fun. Right? Like last night, I was out with friends, uh, and we went downtown and we hung out at my buddy's apartment for a while. It was nothing wild. And, and like three times throughout the night, I remember this clearly happening. Three times throughout the night, I just it, internally in my head went. Oh, damn, Brewers got to play the Cubs this weekend, don't they? Oh, that just that just kills the mood. Like three times last night over the course of three or four hours that that happened. Kind of feels like this, this storm cloud is just diverging above Miller Park. But right now is the calm before the storm. Like, it is a huge series for both teams because the Cardinals are playing really well right now. And even though the Cubs lead the Brewers in the standings, it's not like they can afford to have a dud of a series, right? Everything's so close right now. It's a huge series, and there's a lot riding on it. Like there is every single Brewers-Cubs series, even if there isn't something riding on it in the standings or it's early on in the year. People just, I mean, it feels like the NFL in the sense that every pitch matters. Every play matters. Every swing matters. People are locked in. People are standing. People are cheering. People are yelling. It's not the normal relaxed atmosphere you'd expect to find in the midst of a 162-game regular season in Major League Baseball, right? It's like this whole week. It's just been, I, I've been remembering, oh, damn it, Brew's gotta play the Cubs this week. That just, that just sucks. Because either ga- these are games that you can't miss and, and just stress you out. All the Cubs fans in Miller Park, we're taking a bus trip uh, on Sunday. Our station is taking a bus trip. And if you're ever interested, we got a bunch of Packers bus trips available right now. And we're just kind of in the, the preliminary stages of, of some of those filling up. We got available for all the regular season games. So go to RadioStuffStore.com if you're interested. You, you get your game ticket. Uh, we bus you back and forth uh, in, a, in a nice coach bus from either Alaska or Toma, And you get to be a part of that tailgate party at the Resch Center. Uh, indoor, outdoor, you know, you can walk inside, you can go outside, whether it's warm or cold, depending on what game, right? And that's at the Rush Center, right across from Lambeau. So it's it's a great way to see a game. If you want to hop on one of our bus trips, uh go to radiostuffstore.com, see what we have to offer. Most home games still available, uh just getting to that point where people are starting to snatch them up. Or you talking about oh, a yeah, bus trip going to, to Miller Park on Sunday, and I, and it's brave. People who, Brewers fans who who go to Miller Park during a Cubs series are brave. Because Cubs fans can they they, they have a way about them as I'm sure Packers fans do, if you ask Bears fans or Vikings fans, but Cubs fans definitely have a way about them and these series just feel stressful, like they're taking days and years off my life. I hate it. And it was interesting, I saw it pop up my Twitter timeline uh, that last year when Travis Shaw walked it off against Wade Davis and the Cubs in the 10th inning at Miller Park. I remember it was a game on on Fox, it was a it was a primetime nationally televised game because uh, Vaskirgin, Matt Vaskurgeon was calling the game and you know when, you have a home run. He typically—I don't know how this started. Maybe I'll actually look this up. I've never thought to actually see if there's anything behind it. But when Vasgersian calls a home run or at least a big one, you know, Travis Shaw to right field and the Brewers have walked it off, and and he'll always end the home run call with Santa Maria. And I don't—I don't know the—I don't know the backstory behind that, which makes it kind of odd and very memorable. And I saw that pop up on my Twitter timeline today. Travis Shaw a year ago walking it off. Uh, against the Cubs at Miller Park in the 10th inning, right into the Brewers' bullpen over over the left field wall. Maybe you remember it as well. So maybe that's some good mojo for Travis Shaw, who will return tonight for the Brewers uh, and play first base, as we talked about earlier on in the show, uh, instead of Eric Thames, who's going to be in right field. So the lineup tonight, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, Grandal... Moustakas at third, here at second, Thames in right field, which I hate. Shaw at first base, Arcia at shortstop, and then Gazal is obviously in that nine spot. He's going to be on the mound tonight. There's been a lot of discussion about the trade, den- trade deadline next week, and-, and rightfully so. The way that I'm going to preach this weekend series, and-, and I gave away some tickets earlier this week, and, and I told uh, the-, the-, the man who ended up winning the tickets, I-, I told him the same thing. I said, here's what we got to do. Here's the approach we got to take this weekend with this Brewers-Cubs series, because there is so much riding on it, not only in the standings, not only in the trajectory of the season, but also for the trade deadline, which is Wednesday of next week, I believe, the 31st. This weekend is is basically the last big uh, chance for David Stern to take a temperature of this ball club. And there's so much riding on this series that we can't possibly focus on it all at once, right? We can't worry about the standings. We can't worry about the momentum. We can't worry about the trade deadline. Here's what I'm going to do. And I suggest you do the same for the sake of your sanity if these Brewers-Cubs games are anything like they are for you, like they are for me. I don't even know. I I believe the Brewers play the Athletics early next week. I'm not for sure. I haven't even looked that far. I don't care. I don't care who the Brewers play on Monday, what they do at the trade deadline. I don't care what they've done up until this point. I'm approaching this weekend like a three-game regular season. Three games in a bubble, in a vacuum, nothing else. The Brewers need to win tonight, they need to win tomorrow, they need to win Sunday because these are the only three games that matter in my life, in my mind right now. And I think that's how the Brewers should approach it as well. Don't worry about the trade deadline. Don't worry about the division. Treat this as a mini three-game regular season. And just go out and beat the Cubs. Don't worry about anything else. Because there'll be plenty of time to worry about that on Monday... When we wake up. And that's what I was going to say. We'll worry about the trade deadline. We'll worry about everything else on Monday morning. When the time comes. And I'm not excited for Monday morning. The trade deadline for Major League Baseball. Is my least favorite trade deadline in all of sports. It's really It's stressful for for fans of small market teams. Because you're, you're torn between. Wanting to compete. Wanting to go for it. Because you don't get many chances. And also not wanting to screw your team over in the future. By unloading prize prospects. Because prospects mean so much more to the Brewers. Than they mean to the Dodgers, or to the Yankees, or the Red Sox, right? It's just, you're asking small market teams to make way tougher decisions, and I don't like having that conversation. Like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, I'm going to hate doing a show. Because we're going to have to say, would you give up Keston Hira for so-and-so? Would you give up this prospect for so-and-so, right? And I just, I hate having to ask those questions. Stresses me out, just like Brewers Cubs stresses me out, but we're going to get through this weekend together. Follow me at Keystroker Grant. Follow us at WKTY on Twitter to stay up to date and, and to follow along with what I am thinking if I make it through this weekend because I absolutely despise when the Brewers and Cubs play each other. It's unlike anything. I probably hate when Brewers-Cubs play each other and I hate when Packers-Vikings play each other. Outside of that, every game is equal to me. I, I, I just approach games individually. These, I absolutely cannot. Brewers-Cubs, 7-10 tonight on WKTY 635 pregame. Tune in. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Brewers Cubs. Relax. Have a relaxing weekend. We'll be back to to prep for the trade deadline coming on Monday morning. Talk to you then.